Hey friends, before we start the show, I want to invite you to check out my brand new free training all about how you can start your own freelance business from home. In this completely free one hour training, I am going to share with you exactly how I was able to leave my full-time teaching job and replace my income by freelancing and how you can do the same thing too. We're going to talk about how you can find skills that you already have and what services you can offer, as well as what you need to actually get started today. So you can go check out my brand new free training. It's my gift to you at aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. That's aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. And we will link that up in the show notes for you. All right, now let's go ahead and dive on into the show. Hey friends, I am so, so, so excited to introduce you to none other than Sarah Weiss and share with you her journey of how she went from a burnt out speech and language pathologist to a thriving and booked out social media strategist specializing in helping her clients kill it with short form content. So in this interview that I did with Sarah, we're going to talk about her journey and how she made that transition, how she kind of overcame some of those obstacles that hold a lot of us back thinking, what are people going to think of me? I've spent all this time and all this money pursuing this job and this degree, and now I'm looking at leaving it. How do I deal with that and grapple with those feelings? And then also how she shows up online and how she supports her clients and how she was able to become known for helping people with TikTok and Reels and kill it with short form content, which I know is a big scary thing and showing up on video is not an easy feat for any of us. So I'm really excited for you to listen to today's episode and hear all about Sarah's journey and then hear about how you can maybe support your clients with this or even just in yourself showing up online through video and why it's so important. So without further ado, let's dive on into the show and go meet Sarah. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. This is the podcast for overwhelmed freelancers who are ready to simplify and scale their business so they can earn more and stress less. I'm your host, Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former elementary teacher who launched my own freelancing business, and now I want to share all my secrets with you. Each week, I'll be sharing business strategy, systems, and tactical tips that you can take into your business today so you can finally step into that CEO role you desire. Let's dive on into the show. Drum roll, please. It is official. You have been asking for it, and now the doors are open to the CEO Society Mastermind. You've been listening to my podcast for quite some time now, so let me see if I've got this right. You're at a point in your business where you know that you can't keep going at the pace you're going and that something needs to change. You know you're ready to up-level your business with both income and strategy, but fear and doubt and overwhelm are holding you back from taking those next steps. You're ready to know exactly what you need to do in order to hit those five, seven, even 10K months without working all the hours. Listen, I've been there and I know that there is a better way to build your business because I've come out on the other side and I wanna show you how, which is exactly why I created this mastermind. How would it feel to easily create more profit and more impact with less hustle? How would it feel to create solid systems to set your business up for consistent growth? And how would it feel to finally stop Googling all the things and to have a place to come to with your questions and to get those questions answered? 
How would it feel to finally have clarity on where your business is headed so that you can stop spinning your wheels? And most importantly, how would it feel to not only have the next six months and beyond completely mapped out with the roadmap on how to get there, but also having the support of a community who is cheering you on and holding you accountable. The right guidance, strategy, and community can compress years into months and even into weeks. And this mastermind is how you're going to reach that next level. Being a part of a mastermind has 10X my business growth, success, and my confidence. And I knew that I had to bring this type of container to my community. We both know you don't need another $99 course. It's time for you to have your business breakthrough. To apply to be a part of this exclusive mastermind, simply head to aubreymalek.com forward slash CEO Society Mastermind. That's aubreymalek.com forward slash CEO Society Mastermind. You don't want to miss this because we officially kick off in August. And once we are full, we will shut down the doors and we won't open again until 2023. So just head to aubreymalek.com forward slash CEO Society Mastermind to apply. And I can't wait to work with you on your one-on-one session to map out your next six months. Well, hey there, Sarah. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on today. Thank you so much for having me, Aubrey. I am so excited to be here. Yeah. Okay. So let's just dive in. I'm super excited for my audience to hear your backstory. So can you walk us through kind of like a little bit about who you are and how you got to where you are today? Absolutely. So my backstory kind of started here. (laughs) So I um, am a certified speech language pathologist and I was just feeling really, really burnt out. Um, I was an SLP in the schools and I was just kind of like in the podcast realm, listening to like really powerful women in business, just like talking about their thing and like what they did to kind of like work for themselves. And then I came across your podcast and I'm like, oh my God, she's speaking my language because you came from the education field and you were able to do something totally different. And so I just went down a rabbit hole of freelancer to CEO. (laughs) Um, But I was like, no, this, this is what I want to do. Like, even though I went through a ton of, a ton of schooling, (laughs) six Mm -hmm. plus years of schooling to become a speech pathologist, um, I was really, really burnt out. And um, so I started listening to a bunch of different podcasts and just like consuming all the information that I could. And um, I ended up just like calling myself a social media manager and offering social media management and kind of just like faking it till I made it. (laughs) I love that. I love how you just took action and that like, that's the dream, right? Like, and that's what I would love for everybody. And I know it's not that easy to, I'm sure there were a lot of things that you had to deal with and a lot of mindset stuff and a lot of fears and all that. But what do you feel like it was about freelancing that was like, okay, this is, this is what I want to do. Like, what was it about it that really appealed to you? I think it was the hardcore numbers of it where I was like, so I live in New Jersey. So like the education, like salary, it it is pretty 
you know, it's, it's pretty good. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I can definitely replace it with potentially like four to five clients. And honestly, as you become more, um, niched down, which is a very jargony term, uh, niche down is like, if you, um, pick a service that um, you specialize in or you pick a population of service providers that you specialize in, you can even end up charging more than like a general VA or a general social media manager. Um, and so I think like the hardcore numbers of it, I was like, oh, I can absolutely do this. Yeah. Okay. So you, you started listening to podcasts, like started devouring all that stuff, which is so similar to me. Like that's exactly what I did when I was getting started. Like my commutes, any free moment I had was like an earbud in listening to something <laughs> to help me grow. Like even just to become familiar with like all this language, like what is the word niche and what does it mean? And all that stuff too. So walk us through those next couple of steps of like, you're saying like, Hey, I'm a social media manager. Like these are the services that I want to provide. How did you go about finding those first couple clients and, and walk us through that? Yeah, so I honestly didn't tell, and I'm not saying this is the right thing to do. I didn't tell anybody I was new. I went in, again, faking it until I made it. I went in just with like competency, like I am a social media manager. This is what I offer. This is what my prices are. And they're firm. And I think people were really attracted to the competency of it all. Um, and that's that's kind of how I nailed like my first two clients was just kind of like presenting myself as if I was already kind of where I wanted to be. I, I love that. And that's so, so true. And I, I tell people that all the time, like I was just giving, um, I was just in a mastermind giving a presentation all about like my TikTok journey and how I got there. And I was saying like, go, like you have to almost post as if you already have that like big follower number and felt like all those are like vanity metrics. Like it doesn't always mean like what people want it to mean, but sometimes like, if you think about it that way, like oh, how would I act if I had X amount of followers? Or how would I act if I was a highly sought after social media manager? Like these are the types of behaviors and the types of actions that that person would be taking. So you sometimes have to like pick yourself up and place yourself in that, you know, future you body and like behave that way. Because sometimes it is, it can be very debilitating to go into it. And I was just, um, last night, we just had a coaching call for the prep. And that was one of the things that, uh, one of our students brought up was like, but I'm new. And like, I, like, I do feel confident in myself, but how do I go about it? Like I'm new. And I love the advice that you said, like, you just kind of, you said that this is what you are. And sometimes even doing that, I like calling yourself by name, like, Hey, I'm a social media manager. Like, this is what I do. This is how I help you. Even just speaking that language out loud can be so powerful. Did you find that too, Sarah? Yes, absolutely. And listen, if if somebody like if you're doing general VA work and they're giving you like a program or a software that you've never seen before, absolutely say you've never seen it before and have somebody train you on it. Like for me, if you were to give me like 
like I'm a HoneyBook user. And if you were to give me like Dubsado, I would be like, you're going to have to train me in this because I have no idea how to use it. Like with that, like very, very specific stuff, definitely say, listen, I I haven't used this before, you know, I'm going to have to take a look at it or, you know, can you show me how you use it in your business? But like, if it's just like, you presenting as the service provider and you presenting as like, this is me, this is my pricing and this is what I offer. Yes. You just walk into it with that competency and people, I'm telling you, people will not question you. I love that. Okay. So now I want to hear some of the wins that have come out. And I know this is, this is hard for me even to like, even being a couple years into business. So I'm like, I don't want to sound like braggy. I don't want to sound like I'm too over, you know, confident or anything like that. But I've also learned like, even me on the, like listening to people who are a few steps ahead of me, like hearing what they're going through and hearing like what they've accomplished to me, I look at it like, Oh my gosh, like if she can do it, so can I. So I would love to just kind of share if you have maybe a few wins in your journey through freelancing that you would like to share? Because I know that it will inspire my listeners. Absolutely. So my biggest win, it was being able to leave my speech job and go full time in my business. Now, I just to give you like a timeline. I'm glad you said that because I literally just I literally just wrote that down. I'm like, ask about timeline because I yes. I know that's like sometimes people want to know like, okay, you started and then what was that what timeline to leave the job? So I'm glad you're going into it. Yes, always when I'm listening, I'm like, well, what was the timeline? <laughs> <laughs> so I started my business in July of twenty July of twenty no, July of 2021. Wow. July of 2021. <laughs> July of 2021. And my goal was just to not have to sign um, a contract for the new school year. And I was able to leave my speech job with proper notice. I did give my 60 days. Um, I was able to leave my speech job in March and go full time in on my business. So I was able to even like exceed my goal of not signing the contract and coming back in September. So that was like my ultimate, ultimate win. Um, Um, I love that. Um, I just, I I wrote that down too. So that, so less than a year um, and what I also find too, like, I'm sure you probably felt this too, is like, when you have that kind of deadline, like I had that too, like, I was like, okay, I've got two months until I'm having my baby, like, I gotta make something happen here. And I'm sure you were thinking that too, like, okay, I I need to make something happen before I have this deadline of signing this contract, because I do not want to go back. Yes, 100%. And I'm just gonna like, tell you guys, like, I'm so I am not married. I I'm engaged and I'm getting married next year. I don't have kids. It, this was strictly for my mental health. Okay. And so if, if you're not married and you don't have kids, don't look at it as like, Oh, I failed my first career. Look at it as like, my mental health is the most important thing over everything. And if I need to make a career change, we're doing it. And so that was the biggest motivator for that deadline. Now, how did you deal with, because I know that this is something that 
a lot of people right now, especially because it, it is like, it's like this mass exodus, which I, I struggle with at the same time too. Like I'm not on here being like, all teachers should leave their job. Like clearly I would love things to be different in education. Um, and I don't know what it's going to take to really change things. But um, I also know that it's okay to get to a point in your life where you're like, okay, that career that I had served me at that time. And it's okay that right now with whatever is currently going on, whether that's personally with your mental health, with your family, uh, whatever it is, it's okay to say like, I can close the chapter on that and, and look for something else. So did you receive any kind of negative feedback or any criticism from people within your space when you were starting this, or even like, as you were starting to think about, you know, not signing that contract and leaving your teaching or leaving your job? So the only negative, and I, I will only say it was negative for like a hot second was from my parents (laughs) for like a minute because I think they were just worried about like me going from a master's level speech pathology job to like, oh, you're going to be doing, you're working on social media. Are you going to be making like a comparable salary? (laughs) Which I'm sure like, like so many of like your friends and family are going to question that um and 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 that's okay they can question it all they want as long as you're taken care of but once you know you sit down and explain it to people who love and care about you like everybody was so happy and supportive and they're like yes you do what is best for you and that's exactly what I say, Aubrey, like, this is what is suiting me in this season of life. And if I ever want to like go back to speech or like pick up some speech clients on the side, I can totally do that. But like, this is what is suiting me in this season of life. It's so, so true. And I just saw something online today that it, it just makes total sense that like, it was this quote about how like success used to be like how high up you were in a company or like what your salary was and how people now are starting to realize that that is not indicative of success, that there's so many other things that are attribute to that, like your well-being, like your time, like your freedom, like there's so much more that leads into that being successful. And I had the same type of conversation with my parents as well. Not so much my mom, because when I was looking to do it, it was like, I really want to be at home with my kids. Like I want to be the ones raising them. I don't want to have to work just to send them to daycare. Like that's kind of where it was going to shake out for me as far as like pretty much my whole monthly paycheck was going to be going towards putting two kids in full-time daycare. And that's what my parents had to do when we were growing up. And so my mom was like, if there is a way where you can be at home with your kids and you can still make some money, like maybe you're not making exactly what you're making your teaching job, but if you can be at home with your kids during this time, like I say, go for it. And my dad was a little bit more skeptical. He was going through <laughs> all of those, <laughs> you know, more, yeah, more analytical questions of like, well, what about this? And, and really somebody's really going to pay you online to do that. And is this a scam? Like he just was so skeptical. And now here I am like three and a half years later and I'm like, dad, he's still, you know, and I'm showing him like the bank statements and the different things. And he's like, oh, okay, like you might be onto something, but I, it is hard, especially for and my parents aren't that old, but like for that generation behind us where it's like work had to look a certain way. Like it was a nine to five, you clock in, clock out, like, and you do that for the rest of your life. And, and that's what it is. And it's so interesting and also exciting. Like I think about for my kids coming up, like how exciting is it that you can pretty much create 
your dream life. Like you can create the job that you want to have. And it's like, now I'm thinking too, like is college, are they going to be teaching about like social media influencing and like all this fun stuff. So I think it's really cool, but yeah, definitely those conversations are, are never easy to have, especially when you have people who are skeptical. And I, to that, I kind of am just, when somebody tells me I can't do something or they're skeptical, they're like, okay, yeah. My first gut instinct is to be like, okay, well, watch me and I'll just prove you wrong. Yeah. And just complete transparency. I like my goal was never to make more than speech. Like I kind of just wanted to like make ballpark like around it, but I'm making more than I was as a speech pathologist. So it is totally possible. I love that. Okay. So now let's kind of shift into what you are doing currently which I'm really excited to dive into. So share with us a little bit. I know you said you like started out as social, social media manager. So would you mind sharing with us kind of the services that you offer and who you really like to support in the online space? Yes. So I feel like I, I had a like very speechy education kind of transition. So I started out as a full service social media manager, um, mainly serving teachers, pay teachers, clients. Um, so they were on a monthly retainer with me. Um, and I still do have some of them. Um, and it was like a really, um, it made sense for me to kind of work with that niche because I was coming from the education field. Um, but now I work mainly with like online service providers, like course creators and coaches and consultants and, um, marketers. And I work um, solely with short form video, like Reels and TikTok, and I help online service providers get visible on Reels and TikTok. And so I do all of the um, idea formation for them and the editing, and it is like my bread and butter. <laughs> So basically your clients just like have to show up and do the recording, but you handle all the like behind the scenes and putting all like the text on there and the hooks and everything like that. Yes. So I transitioned from the monthly retainer model to VIP days. So um, what VIP days are, so they can mean different things depending on who you talk to, but my VIP day really is one day. So we get one month of short form video done in a day and it ends up being 20 to 30 videos. Now, some people do like a VIP day weekend or a VIP day week. Um, but yeah, essentially it's just like an intensive where you're working one-on-one um, -on -one with a service provider. I love that model. I've never heard it really put out that way where it's like one day we're going to bang out basically all of the concepts of everything you need, which I'm sure from like a business owner perspective, like I'm even thinking for myself, like how efficient is that to have all of that as well? Um, so, so cool. I, I love that. And I love that, that you kind of transitioned into there. So how do you come up like, so walk me through that VIP day. So, you, you know, I'm sure like it starts with a call and you're kind of walking through the client, like what their goals are and their objectives are and everything like that. How do you come up with all of that content in, in one day? Yeah. So I, um, 
I send out a pretty detailed questionnaire before. So like, I know who they are. I hear like how they describe who they are and their business and what kind of niche they're in. There's that word again. Um, (laughs) And, um, and then I kind of like go off and do my own research, like, who are the bigger people in um, in that niche? What are they talking about? What's kind of popular right now? What are the things that are, what's always talked about in that kind of niche? And then I create, um, half of the content is the talking videos. So that's the original content, which the head of Instagram has announced is taking uh, the lead over the trending videos, which is very exciting. (laughs) Um, Oh, wow. I did not know that. (laughs) Yes. And then half of the content that I pull for them are more of like the trends. So they get a really good balance of both. Um, And then um, I edit in real time. So they record. And as soon as they record on that day, they send it to me. I edit in real time. And by the end of the day, they have 20 to 30 pieces of content. That's amazing. Okay, so what was it to you about short form video that really pulled you in that you were like, yes, like this is what I want to offer as a service? So you know what it was? It was, I am a big podcast junkie. And what do I do after podcasts? I go and creep on people's social media. And Mm -hmm. what captured me more than a beautiful Canva graphic was if I actually saw them on video, right? Like that is way more captivating and personal um, than a graphic or even a still image. And so I'm like, yes, there are so many amazing, amazing, smart, well-spoken like business owners, and they're not getting on camera. So if I could take a little bit of the scariness or a little bit of the workload away and actually get them on camera, then this is amazing. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's so true. Because I think that that's like the biggest hurdle, which is so smart for you coming in as the service provider being like, this is their pain point. Like their pain point is they're sitting there being like, Maybe they are probably a little bit scared of showing up on camera because let's face it, like we all are like it's that doesn't ever like really go away. Like it still is a little nerve wracking every single time like I press record, even though I've been doing it for a while. But a big thing is like, well, I don't know what to say and I don't know what to create. And I don't know. Like, so if you can take that pain point and you're like, I know that this is something you struggle with and here's how I'm going to come in and support them. Like what an easy yes for them. Cause that's like, you're basically like reading their mind and being like, here, I have something for you. That's going to make it so easy for you to do it. And they're like, okay, I know. Like, I think a lot of business owners are realizing that it's, it's gotta be somewhat of the equation. Like, do you have to be on video every single day? Like, do you have to have this whole like YouTube channel and go live? Like, no, but is it important for you to show your face in some fashion or form? Yes, that is how people connect. And I think now more so than ever, what we're seeing is that people want to buy from people that they know, like, and trust. They have a, like, that they just get to know them. And you just, there's no way of really doing that through a picture, through a graphic. And so I, I love that, that you saw that need and you're like, yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find a solution for this because that probably is what helped you to really become this sought after booked out person. 
Yes. And I, I, I want to get everyone on TikTok. I love me some TikTok. <laughs> me too. You know I do. Okay. So I love, I love that you kind of shared the behind the scenes because I think that's re- really helpful for somebody who like, who is, who is that person too, right? Who knows like that business owners need to get on camera and can support them in that way, especially if they're really great at like coming up with those different concepts. And even so, like, I know for me as a business owner, like I know my stuff inside and out, but sometimes in that moment, it's like, oh, like I, you know, I've already created a video on this or how can I spin it in a different angle? And so having somebody else that can come in and just be like, Hey, have you thought about it from this perspective? Or let's try this different format and see how it performs. Like, even though it's the same information, like Sometimes it's easier for somebody else from the outside looking in to see that clearly. So um, I just love what you're doing here. So now I'm going to shift gears just a tad bit because we're still going to talk about short form video, but in the sense of like the freelancer who is listening to this, who wants to start utilizing short form video as a way to find clients and not necessarily like from the business. I mean, yes, business owner perspective, but like I want, I'm a freelancer. I offer this service and I want to use it to find potential clients to grow my freelancing business. So do you have any tips for freelancers to use short form video and how they can use that to find clients? Absolutely. Because I do this myself. (laughs) (laughs) So you can do so many things on short form video to like be of value to your audience. And, um, if you've been, in the podcast or online space for a hot minute, you might've heard this term before, but like if you have content pillars, then you can make short form, short form video around your um, content pillars. So I'm going to take a little deep dive into what that is. So promotion, which is like you kind of selling your service is just one of those pillars. So Another one of those pillars could be educate. So you could educate people about your specialty. You could inspire people, right? So you could highlight a previous client win. You could share a case study, right? There are so many different um, like facets that you can highlight on video aside from just constantly shoving a sale down someone's throat. Um But above all else, just like be really valuable and like provide education to your audience and like what kind of value do they need? And again, like position yourself as that competent expert and people will start coming to you, especially if you if you're on video, because that, like Aubrey said, is a great way for people to start no knowing you, liking you, and trusting you way quicker than a still image. That is 100% for sure. Like anytime I'm looking to like outsource in my business, like number one, I'm going to like, I'm going to people who I'm already like interacting with. So like, that is one thing too, like even on like Instagram or any social media platforms, like having conversations with people, like don't always thinking like, Oh, I, I have to slide into this person's DM and I have to get them to hire me. Like I, if I've hired people in the past, it's because they've interacted with my content. Like they might've sent me a story reply saying like, Oh my gosh, your kids are so cute. Like, and then of course, like naturally I'm going to go check out what they have going on. And then if they have video, if they have stuff like that, I'm going to go devour that. And I'm going to start to get to know them. And then, you know, it might not be right in that moment, that time for me to outsource that specific thing. But 
when that time comes, like, who am I going to, who's going to be top of mind? Like, I'm probably going to go back to that person that I saw that I listened to that I heard them talk through how they got their clients results. They showing me a behind the scenes of what they do and how they support their clients. Like that's going to stay fresh in my mind too. And I think you can show people so much more than you can tell them, um, which is why like, I, I loved TikTok. Like I was just, I, I didn't want to write an Instagram caption. Like I was so over trying, like sitting at my screen, looking at a blank cursor being like, what do I write? How do I, you know, convey this to people where it's just like, I can make a video and I can just tell you and I can show you and I can be myself and be my authentic self. And I think that's what has allowed me to have success on that platform too. So freelancers creating that content, using that short form video, using those different content pillars that you talked about. And I think the biggest piece really too is kind of repurposing that content. So I'd love if you just kind of shared a little bit about that and even like how you do that with your clients to help them really show up in more places without doing more work. Yes. Oh my goodness. There's so many ways. I like, I I sat at my whiteboard the other day and I swear I did like 50 ways that I could repurpose a TikTok video. Um, But like, if we're just talking about short form video, you could literally take one TikTok video and repurpose it to an Instagram reel, an idea pin, a YouTube short. Um, you could make a Instagram carousel out of the three points that you talked about. Then you can put that onto Facebook and then you can put those three points that you talked about onto a LinkedIn post. Like there are endless possibilities when you create that original content um, from your videos that you can repurpose onto different platforms so different audiences can start consuming your content and seeing, oh, this person knows what they're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that and then it helps you to like you're hitting people in different places too, because some mm-hmm. people who are on Instagram might not be on TikTok or vice versa. And also too sometimes like we need to see something more than once before it like actually starts to click like, oh yeah, like I do need this or I do need that supporter. I didn't, I didn't know that. Let me go actually now follow them too. So um, yeah, I'm a huge, I I know that I always can repurpose more, but that's how I get a lot of my ideas. Like I might have a question that comes up in my TikTok comments and I might create like a short video from that. And then I'm realizing like, oh, this 15 seconds was totally not long enough to really dive into the point. So let me maybe go over to my stories and expand on that, or let me create a whole podcast episode on it. So there's definitely ways that you can use that. And sometimes for me, like it, it never used to be this way. And it actually made the content process a lot easier for me to like start with that shorter, maybe like seven to 10 second video. And then it's like, oh my gosh, like now I can expand on that so much more and I can take it other places as opposed to like sitting in my head, like trying to come up with all these ideas and then thinking like, okay, now I've got to create this and create this. It's like, it starts from the short form video and it can really expand from there. Yes, truly, there is nothing more difficult right now for me than like starting from a Canva graphic. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So true. Um, Okay, so Sarah, this has just been so great. I as we start to wrap this up, if you have any tips for somebody who maybe was in your shoes, like when you were first getting started, and they're like scared to take that leap, they're afraid of what their like family and friends are going to say, or maybe they're afraid to leave behind that identity of that previous job what would you say to them to kind of give them that little bit of encouragement and push to take the leap? 
I would just do it. And honestly, like, if you don't want to make, like, this huge announcement on, like, your personal Facebook, like, don't do it. You totally don't have to. You do not have to get, you know, like, clients from your personal Facebook, although that could be a great um, networking opportunity. But you don't have to. Um, just, Just do it. And again, like, present yourself as, like, the competent service provider that you are because if you're stepping into this role you're you are already that virtual assistant or social media manager so I would say just do it and step into those shoes I love it thank you so much Sarah this has been so helpful I know it's definitely going to help my listeners so please share where we can come connect with you learn more about what you're doing what you're offering all the things Yes. So I am at On Brand by Sarah on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, my website is onbrandbysarah.com. And I have a freebie of 20 hooks, um, which are like the little uh, captivating sentences that you say at the beginning of your videos uh, that you can grab in the link in my bio on Instagram that'll help you come up with that original content. Perfect. Okay. So we'll link all that up so you can go grab that in the show notes and connect with Sarah and learn more about what she's doing. So I just want to thank you again, Sarah. This has been so much fun and I appreciate you sharing all of this information with my audience. Thank you so much, Aubrey. Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. I appreciate you so much. If you haven't yet, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode in your Instagram stories and tag me. By sharing and reviewing, you can help spread the message so we can reach more entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business to new heights. I will see you in the next episode.